0: All right. Welcome, everybody, to our Horizon Weekly Insider number 128. Today is Monday, March 21st of 2022. We are live on Discord and YouTube as usual. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and please be aware that this call is being recorded. And you can also check it out later in our Horizon Plus podcast. Also, please remember to ask your questions on Menti uh, so we can answer the top three at the end. Uh, we are going to be providing here the link on the chat section. Um, as usual, let's kick it off with our first update from the Engineering Department. Welcome, Alberto.
1: Hi, Angie. Thank you. So let's start uh, with Zendu as usual. Um, okay. As already announced in the previous weeks, we have been working on a new software release, that is version 3.10. And this is being released today. Uh, in parallel, we have already sent out um, two rounds of notification to all of our partners uh, to keep them informed about the new release. And I mean miners, node operators, exchanges, third-party wallets, and so on. And uh, we plan to send a total of four rounds to make sure everyone updates uh, to the new software. The next communication will happen this week, and the final one next week. OK, now switching to the SDK. Uh, also for the Blaze SDK, we have an important release coming out. This was anticipated uh, uh, during the last weeks. It's version 0.3.0. And it brings the C-Sidechain Withdrawal functionality, among other things. The release is happening uh, right after the release of uh, Zen three one zero, which I just mentioned in my previous update. And then another important update, uh, always regarding the SDK, is that uh, last week, we finished working on the EVM sidechain prototype that was finalized and uh, and presented internally. And uh, I mean, the prototype uh, already integrates the Ethereum virtual machine in an Horizon sidechain. And so from the prototype, um, uh, we have been able to show uh, how to. uh, let me say, create uh, um, a transaction that is able to declare a smart contract, uh, create a transaction and execute it on the on the on the chain, and uh, um, let me say having the state updated by this transaction, and then uh, having another kind of transaction able to uh, let me say invoke a method on this smart contract and uh, update uh, the state accordingly. And also transfers, for example, coins to uh, Zen in this case, uh, to the contract itself and having, let me say, the system managing that. And um, so uh, the, um, the prototype, uh, uh, let me say, was able to, um, uh, I, I mean, uh, you can interact with the prototype uh, via RPC APIs. And so this was, uh, let me say, the, the final result of this first phase. And the next step consists in moving on uh, with the, uh, the other activities that are needed for the actual, let's say, let's say V1 version of the EVM session. So a lot of uh, interesting stuff and uh, challenging things to do uh, for for the, uh, for the next part of the development. Okay, now let's switch uh, on the proving system, uh, where uh, the last week We conducted a lot of code review sessions for different parts of the code. In some cases, a few changes were requested, and we proceeded to address them. As an example, we performed the first round of review of the Polycommit Verifier gadget. And we also started the development of some optimization for this gadget, which would significantly allow to reduce the number of operations over non-native fields. Uh, furthermore, among the various things, we also finished addressing uh, the change requests uh, on DLOG and uh, TDLOG Accumulator on Madeline, uh, and after the first round of, uh, of the code review. OK, that's it for today. Uh, back to you, Angie.
0: Great. Thank you so much, Alberto, for the engineering updates. All right, so let's move on to the product and engineering portion, and this time it's going to be Victor providing us the updates. Welcome, Victor.
2: Hi, thanks, Angie. For this week, uh, we have to um, inform that we are ready uh, with the porting of Blaze also to Gamechain. So uh, anytime uh, uh, we will uh, provide Uh, this update, the software update also to our uh, uh, partner in game development. And uh, so we will start as soon as possible with a little less priority than uh, the tokenization platform uh, to start deploying uh, this sidechain also to Testnet. About the tokenization platform, we have uh, uh, good news, because uh, this week we are uh, are releasing uh, for the public uh, Uh, both the Sidechain and the Block Explorer. Uh, The Web Wallet will be released uh, uh, soon after uh, we have a small delay that, uh, uh, let's say, that uh, we have uh, accumulated uh, uh, during this week uh, also, and unfortunately to do uh, the war in Ukraine. I'm sorry for that and uh um we have also decided the name for the web wallet so we can at some point finish calling it a web wallet i cannot disclose the name at this point sorry um we have an update also for the monitoring system that um uh, for, for that we anticipated that uh, we have a new way of uh, controlling the status of the sidechains and uh, of the sidechain nodes uh, in, in order to receive some uh, events and uh, notification as well. Um, this is an internal project, started as an internal project, but uh, uh, we ended up uh, thinking that uh, it can be good to offer uh, such uh, functionalities also for SDK users. So uh, we designed uh, um, a special software that uh, will come. Uh, uh, with two pieces, one that uh, uh, is meant for people who uh, prefer to receive data instead of, see, of, of looking data at uh, the dashboard that we can provide, and the other that is a reference design, a front-end uh, to look at this data. Uh, to speak a little about the architecture, we will have uh, a software that is looking at the internal logs uh, produced by the sidechain node, Uh, that uh, will uh, also take care of aggregating data and sending them to a remote uh, database cluster. And uh, with this data, you can uh, uh, decide what to do. (laughs) And uh, uh, the minimum uh, that you can get from it uh, is the status of all your network, uh, because you can, uh, let's say, select a sidechain ID to monitor and uh, uh, a set of nodes uh, that uh, are going to be Uh, monitored, because uh, you could uh, be interested in looking at just uh, a set of nodes uh, that uh, are controlled, uh, uh, so that uh, for the first phases of uh, launching a new sidechain app can be good uh, to to check if everything is fine, uh, or to uh, check the whole network. Uh, To provide a small update also on uh, what uh, the sidechain team is uh, developing right now, we uh, have started, uh, since a couple of weeks, uh, the development of what we call internally Milestone3, that is the tokenization platform sidechain that is bringing also NFTs, so uh, we already added the basic support for NFTs. This version of the Sidechain app is not yet available, not yet tested uh, even in Testnet. So it's something that we are working on, but uh, uh, it's on track. Uh, so uh, as you can see from the slide, uh, we should be able to test it uh, for the first time in the mid of April with the code complete for uh, for the whole um, scope of uh, Milestone 3. And uh, that's it. Thank you
0: awesome thank you so much victor for uh the updates now let's welcome rob for the leadership portion and the q a session
3: all right everyone thank you angie um angie it was cool to hear that this is the 128th weekly insider I have to say that's not too shabby and shows that we've been at this for a while and just doing the weekly grind is kind of easy to forget that Um, And the reason why it just resonated with me when you said it was because someone mentioned to me on Twitter, I think maybe last week, that we're not so transparent as a project, uh, which struck me as a little weird. So I'm not sure if it was like an actual legit comment or maybe just someone trolling, uh, or maybe someone that just doesn't know all of the different communication channels that we have ongoing here. And probably someone that, if it was a real comment, probably doesn't call into these meetings or listen to them on YouTube afterwards. Uh, I think we're pretty, pretty uh, transparent. But I mean, the bottom line is, uh, we always want to be more so. So please, guys, ask questions, make comments, suggestions, uh, and just remember, this is your community. Okay. So the next thought here was that, or the next topic was that our thoughts are uh, very much still with our team and community uh, who continue to be impacted by the brutal war in Ukraine. Um, so you can see the, the impacts actually do, um, or we actually do have impacts to our workflows. Um, sure, um, but we can say that they're being managed well. Uh, but more importantly than any kind of work delivery, it's just important that our people stay safe. Um, so we're continuing to attract everyone, cont- continuing to do everything we can to get our people out, or at least just take care of them and their families and make sure that um, you know we can mitigate the, this disaster as best we can together. OK, so um, rolling into the workflows here, guys, uh, we're in process, like Victor said, of delivering Token we um, or delivering it to Testnet initially. And uh, multiple components are being delivered this week. We already have the sidechain components on Testnet and the team has already been starting development on support on NFT support. So the team's just crunching away. We're in process in process of delivering. Uh, we do have uh, some delays in there, some from just the situation that's going on around the world and some where, you know, we're just kind of, you know, like on our wallet as an example that we're a, a little bit uh, delayed on, but things are rolling and we should be getting this live into production. So things are going into the test that now and we should be getting into production next month after some very rigorous testing. But as a community, you'll be able to test everything out directly, install the web wallet and your browser and so forth. Uh, and also, I'm looking forward to hearing the name of it myself. Um, other really important work here, Alberto mentioned it, but we, we had a tech demo uh, of the EVM integration for the POC version of that last week with our partners at Tixel. Um, so they've managed to successfully compile Solidity code to a Horizon sidechain. Uh, that's a really big deal. So, as a proof of concept, that's a really big deal, but now we have a bunch of work ahead of us. It's nice to show that we have a path to do it and we can make something simple work and compile. Um, great, but now we need to actually structure this, structure the next phase of the project going from POC to MVP. Um, so we have our, our partner company, Tixel, who's done a fantastic job, but we'll be adding to the mix, um, you know, like number one, structuring a formal steering committee like we do for Token TokenMint. Um, the steering committee will be comprised of basically Uh, cross-functional within the organization. So that we make sure that, yes, this is a heavy technology delivered, but we also need to make sure that there are a variety of other say like business components or product components and tools and such that get developed alongside. So when we deliver, we deliver a coherent package here as a platform, uh, much like we're doing on the uh, tokenment side. Uh, We're now in process of forming the integrated team. So we'll be assigning team leads on the product, the engineering lead side, and then just adding cross-functional team members, say like, uh, you know, product manager, business development, strategy, marketing, and the the different complement of a team that will be required to deliver this holistically. Uh, And Then we'll be quickly scoping work and kicking things off immediately. Um, That said, the team that was here in Milan last week, um, you know, working together and brainstorming the next phase, you know, we we all realized that we will be fully replicating an ethereum node so it's not like work are stopping this week as we structure uh, the team's just pressing forward on just that simple objective uh, well simple in the sense that the complete objective of fully replicating an ethereum node and the thought goes that if we do that right then we'll be able to do all of the other integrations that we need to happen to build the ecosystem we'll be able to do them right as well so that said a uh, key to our success will be the sidechain to sidechain interoperability Um, So by that, I mean, with Zendu right now, we have the ability for Zen to go forward and backward uh, with transfers from main chain to side chain, main chain to any type of side chain, um, side chain back to the main chain. We don't yet have the ability coded in there for um, side chain to side chain transfers. And this will be key if we're going to be successful as an ecosystem. And you can see what we're doing here. We're deploying token mints so that you can mint, you know, any type of... uh, or any number of fungible tokens. Soon It'll include non-fungible tokens, but you have to be able to do something with them. On the other hand, we're going to be deploying an Ethereum virtual machine as a sidechain. So we'll have flexible smart contracting capabilities, which is basically where the whole, you know, doing things with your tokens really comes into play. So we have to have that bridge in between them. We have to have a seamless way for tokens to be minted and then sent over to a smart contract for things to happen like staking and other types of dApps uh, that use tokens. Um, So we know that this is going to be a hard, high priority uh, because we don't want standalone chains. So basically uh, this gets to the heart of the value of what is horizon, right? Those two magical things I keep on telling you guys and I'm gonna keep on telling you for the weeks and months uh, we have ahead of ourselves here compatibility and interoperability. Well, this goes to the interoperability piece. So the EVM gives us compatibility with Ethereum, but now we have to have interoperability natively within our ecosystem to really make Horizon have have a value that goes above and beyond just the kind of EVM components that will be important, but are not the, the be all end all for what is Horizon. Okay, so we'll be programming that work and there'll be more forthcoming on it. Uh, Alberto is going to be going through some design sessions that going to actually structure the work and then we should have uh, timelines and uh, resources loaded into it and all that kind of stuff to share with you guys. The other big thing I want to mention is that HCC, the Horizon Community Council, is imminently getting ready to kick off. I believe it's next week. They're literally kicking off next week with the first uh, council member meeting. So it's going to be the opening session Uh, and then you're going to hear directly from the council. It won't be me just talking about the HCC. It'll be the HCC talking to you guys and interacting with you guys directly. Uh, So get ready for some important topics to be discussed. And in fact, I may submit some myself. There are a variety of things that I would like to see in this ecosystem that I've been holding off on because I just fundamentally believe we need legitimate community uh, governance here and proper, proper kind of decentralized governance. Uh, therefore, we haven't done some things that I'm pretty adamant that I think need to be done, but I wanted to get this structure in place. I'll, I'll even submit some topics myself, but I really encourage everyone here who takes the time and bothers to listen to this this uh, broadcast or watching the YouTube, consider joining, consider participating, check it out, make your voice heard, make sure that they understand um, your to- You know your opinions and weigh in in the, t- the discussions that will be forthcoming. Um, so... The main goal for the HCC Council right uh, like immediately will be literally just to get to the next phase of the council, which means opening it up to more council members and creating some structure for deliberation. Uh, Another important update here is that Treasury operations are being decentralized with the next Zendee hard fork in April. Uh, This is a really big deal because thus far the foundation has had um, kind of you could just say multi-sig control over the Treasury, just kind of like a custodian of the Treasury. Now we're going to like literally decentralize just that multi-sig control with this next hard fork update. This is a really big deal for us guys. So what it it does is it effectively removes control from the foundation and puts it into a more um, decentralized basis. So it's something that we're really proud of and goes towards just better ecosystem governance. And you just see the methodical way that we're doing this is as the technology is being delivered, we're also working on on those social governance institutions and just ways of doing things. And HCC, then also just treasury management are are big parts of that. So, all right, I'll stop here and we can open it up to any Q&A.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Rob, for the updates and as well for everybody with contributing, uh, for contributing with your questions. Let's see, top three. Uh, The first one is, what were the key lessons learned from the ApeCoin launch? What did you learn through this experience that may save time, money, effort for Horizon in the future?
3: Oh man, so much. I I don't even know where to start. I wish Dean was on the call right now because, you know, he was the guy who really ran that that project. Uh, I, I can tell you from my perspective, I'll, I'll give you a few things and then Rohan, if you want to take a, a minute and think about on your end, uh, maybe you could chime in as well. but. I'll say from my perspective, one huge lesson was um, sometimes you don't need to wait for things to be ready and perfectly in place before you just dive in. Sometimes it's okay to take that challenge a little bit in advance of when you would normally do it. And by this, I mean that we've been developing our technology that you could say was, I don't know, parallel to Ethereum, but not really, we weren't really in that Ethereum Web3 world as an ecosystem. And you know what we did here was we said, well, we we want to rapidly get into that world because there are so many interaction effects that really matter in Web three. All of these thousands or tens of thousands of developers and companies that are coming together to build this this ecosystem, we want to, we want to get in there. We want to get in there to the heart of it right away. So we took on this really high profile project and then uh, just kind of retooled on the fly and gained just deep expertise very quickly. And you know internally, we've had to restructure just how we do things, to just have a very delivery focused mindset. And then also just from like a pragmatic perspective, the team's just worked in a very uh, kind of like nimble or agile framework with really good uh, product and project management on top of this project. It was just you know kind of a, a delivery machine. And the team just did a fantastic job. And I, I didn't say it before, but I actually regret at one time when when I was talking about this project previously, I forgot to give huge credit to Dean. I mean Dean's the guy who really um you know drove this project forward and delivered like massively successfully and just did a fantastic job. And also the rest of the team that participated in this, you know, it's just amazing that they were were able to come together so quickly, figure out what needed to be done, and just act like, you know, complete top of their game professionals to execute the way they did. I'd say for so in a nutshell, those would be my main themes, but Rohan, I know you're you know a little bit more in tune with everything, if there's anything else you want to add to this.
4: Yeah, no, I think that you summarized it really well, Rob. I think I'll just add quickly my two cents here was, I think two things really stood out. One was on the operations management aspect, right? We often, we were in a space where things tend to move really fast, really quickly. You know, the mentality is move fast, break things. And that's kind of the Silicon Valley mantra overall as well. Uh, But in this case, we were, so happy to see how the community as a whole responded as to how well orchestrated the entire um, aspect of this launch was right um, and I think that goes out to the question like it's not about going into the market fast but doing it right and making sure we have all the building blocks and we're taking care and uh uh, you know spending time to make sure things are done the right way so that's one of the biggest learning lessons right and that has helped our team here in bd and horizon labs and horizon uh, foundation at large just to think through like why where we need processes what's the importance of it and how we communicate to the broader audience whether it be our community or our partners and clients that's one and two is just proactively managing next steps right uh thinking through you know, beyond the current uh, state of affairs, what else value add we can provide to the broader ecosystem or or the partner in this case and thinking through that more uh, analytically and strategically uh, so that we continue to provide value add services to whoever we end up working with, right? So I think those two really stood out and the team really outperformed on both of those goals and we continue to, you know, build on our learnings um, and how to continue to make this better, right? It's not end-all. We haven't found, found, found a perfect solution. This works for every single project. So it'll be a continuous learning uh, aspect for us. But I think um, given how successful the overall product launch has been, it uh, provides uh, a good grounding
5: fundamental for us to uh, build on top of. And Rahan, just to add... There's so many people that were involved in, in this project, so just, I mean, listing them all would, would be, uh, all all the people that were specifically involved deserve a lot of credit, and uh, Zane and Modi too on the tech side just really knocked it out of the park in terms of interacting with the customer and uh, developing all these, uh, these uh, tools in place just to uh, keep the 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 project going and uh not only going but uh providing value add so it, it's it's been a, a great um a, a great execution overall and it only solidifies like the successful launch of this solidifies how great of a team we've been able to uh that we've collected along the way and it only makes me hopeful for horizon if this is what we could do with uh, an ecosystem that's, that's out there, it makes me very hopeful of what we can achieve in building the Horizon ecosystem. You can agree more, you?:
0: Awesome, thank you uh, everybody for the inputs on that question. Let's see, the second one is also related to uh, a project. So many were expecting the Ape token to be on Horizon and not an ERC20 token. What tangible benefits does Horizon get from this partnership? Any commitment from BC to launch something on Horizon in the future?
3: Yeah, actually, this is a really good point. In fact, you know, yeah. I, it slipped in my mind. It was one of those topics I wanted to just directly address in my,
5: uh,
3: in my talking points. But uh, yeah, so the, the bottom line was you know, the, the Board API Club has their NFT collection on Ethereum, and that was just the logical Uh, you know, place where they would want to do their fungible token. Uh, But then also from the pragmatic perspective was we didn't have token mint ready. We didn't have token mint, but more importantly than just token mint, we didn't have the broader horizon ecosystem yet ready where we would have this kind of full compatibility and interoperability stuff baked into it. You know, we're on path to do that, but this goes towards my, you know, the first lesson that I mentioned here from this project was sometimes it's just worth diving right in, even if you're not fully ready on your end. We weren't. We don't have the, the full complement of components that would be needed to get that type of project in Horizon yet, but we will. In fact, we've we've seriously um, expanded our technical and non-technical capabilities to make that a reality through this project. Um, So that's point number one, but point number two was when we signed up with Yuga to do this project, we did have a gentleman's agreement that we're going to have them as one of the premier NFT brands that would make a debut when we're ready on our end. And that's something that we'll we'll see if, you know, they have the capacity bandwidth and willingness to do when we're ready to make that happen. But it's something that they were enthusiastic with when we started the project. Uh, but then also on the other end, it gave us quite a bit of resources uh, from doing this and really just gave us different diversified business lines. It just make, as an example, the, the, the economic resources available to the Horizon ecosystem significantly higher than they would have been had we not taken on the project. So I can say there were many, many, many both direct and indirect benefits from working on this project. uh, And it's something that I would say is going to be a complete game changer for all of us.
0: Thank you, Rob. And the third and final question I have to confess is mine nobody was writing any uh, questions, and it, it's um, horizon vision for the next three years.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angie, okay, for sure. This is actually, uh, you know, I, I don't know um, to what extent it'll be published, but I did actually a, a big whiteboard session with the team here in Milan last week or the week before that I think we have edited and, and poten- potentially available uh, to the public to see. but. Uh, like It all comes, again, to compatibility and interoperability, those two magic words that are the key here, because what Zendu can do is it can integrate in a variety of different technologies that are really agnostic. So it's not like we have to choose a particular path and just be stuck to that path like every other ecosystem has. Every other ecosystem collapses this real option set of things that they can do into kind of a single path and they move on it zendu allows us to do many things in parallel and have them all interoperable natively in one ecosystem so just to be quick about it is you guys know that the next six months are going to be token mint adding an NFT capability quickly and evm those are the big things and then we're going to need help on figuring out what would be the next technology that we're going to integrate in because i think we want to do that i think we want to showcase we are not just one of the you know couple of dozen other projects out there that has an EVM app and that's the end of it. No, we could also integrate in again, just an example and I've said it before, we can integrate in like Cosmos Tendermint, we could integrate in Cardano's virtual machine, we could integrate in an instance of Solana, right? So like we can integrate in these different technologies and make them natively interoperable because they're integrated in with ZemDo. And then we would have the sidechain to sidechain interoperability piece. And then at this point it gets really interesting because then you could see there will be things like, yes, this is kind of mimicking compatibility with other ecosystems, but then we can start carving out things that just make sense that only we can do, or maybe like our technologies say best suited to do. And it's not just this mimicking element, but maybe we would do things like, I don't know, again, just a pure example. Maybe we wanna have instead of an AMM operating on the EVM, which we will have, Maybe we would want to have like a hardcore, dedicated, super fast, snarkified, snark-enabled snark AMM on its own sidechain. It's just an example. Maybe we could do that much better at much better scale, much better speed, and probably you know, potentially provability with snarks. Um, so it's just, that's just one example of what we'll do once we catch up on the compatibility of major technologies. We are going to be looking for you know that piece of the Venn diagram where like our SDK, our you know native native uh you know technologies could actually solve problems in ways that are just better and you know different and and uh, dominant or better than other things out there like evms so anyway more to come but we we have a very clearly defined six month uh roadmap ahead of us or just call it even an annual roadmap for 2022 which will probably be augmenting realistically because we have many more resources now and we're going to be adding even more resources so things are going to be accelerating but as we're going through this restructuring of our our technology teams and integrating them with the rest of the organization like we're doing or like we did with the you know apecoin project like we're doing with token mint and like we're going to do with the evm project we're just going to be a delivery machine where we'll have half a dozen then a dozen different projects ongoing concurrently with their own teams integrated teams running them and then just having these things with like you know just regular programmed deliveries that are all kind of working with each other in a coherent way towards a single strategic aim. And that aim is going to be, you know, again, compatibility and interoperability, I think are going to be the big advantages that we have over others. So anyway, I'll stop there, guys. We could talk about this all day.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Rob, for answering my question as well as the questions from the community. I guess I just got too excited from uh, earlier meetings on roadmap and things like that. So. Um, Anyways, um, okay, so those were the top three questions. Uh, Thank you everybody for uh, being here with us each and every week. Um, That's a wrap and I hope you all have a great week. See you later, bye.